Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Digital Switch. Man, it's been a while. Hi, Sonia. Hey, how are you? Doing great. I feel like we haven't done this in a while. It's definitely been a hot minute. Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, all jokes aside, it's been a really, really good, uh, busy year for us. Uh, we launched the Clear Consensus brand back in the summer 2022. <laughs> Get my years mixed up as well. This is great. <laughs> And we've been very, very diligently working on something really exciting, which we're going to talk about today. So without further ado, let's get started. Why don't you tell us what we're doing today, Sonia, please? Yeah, so we have a couple exciting announcements to make, like you mentioned. Um, In case you haven't heard, Piranova has officially launched Cuneiform for CRM on the Salesforce App Exchange. So we're actually about to deep dive into exactly what that is. And we have one of our team members uh, who's leading the initiative that's going to be on. But before we get to that, I also want to share that we, including myself, Naveed, and then today's guest will be exhibiting at the Salesforce Connections in Chicago. So that's on June 7th and to 8th. It's coming up so quickly. We're going to be at booth 211. We're going to have some fun swag. And we really hope that you'll come by and say hi and maybe learn a little bit more about this product that we're announcing So with that, I want to introduce our awesome guest, Mehmet Arun, who is one of the leading forces behind Cuneiform for CRM. So Mehmet, welcome to our podcast. And we should kick it off by having you share a little bit about your background and expertise, specifically when it comes to our favorite topic, which is data quality. So welcome. Thank you. As you two know, and maybe some people uh, that are listening I haven't met, I can talk about data, data management and data quality for hours haven't hit the day's mark yet. It is very exciting to be here. It's even more exciting to talk about Cuneiform for CRM, which I think is going to be quite impactful in helping uh, Salesforce CRM admins as our first persona to really think about and tackle data quality challenges differently. And I also look forward to the podcast because a lot of the ideas we're going to discuss have evolved through my own journey. I started my career as a developer like many in the 90s, part-time developer, part-time database administrator, a little bit of data modeling. And as I kept doing more and more projects, what I thought was a best practice kept evolving. In fact, sometimes the best practices we realized should have been anti-patterns a few years later. And much of what we are bringing into this product is based on those learnings and to make it easy so people don't have to spend 25 years learning some of these things and bringing the most needed capabilities at their fingertips. That's wonderful. Welcome, Mehmet. Um, it's, uh, so Mehmet's been with Piernova for a little over a year and change, and it's been an absolute pleasure to work with you across many fronts and really excited to talk about data quality. So. So let's start from uh, there and let's talk about uh, what do you think is the largest data quality challenge that exists in, we'll just call them organizations, right? We won't even talk necessarily in the financial industry. When people talk about data quality challenges, regardless of vendor, regardless of author, what you're going to hear is data is distributed, which is true. There are silos. Data is disconnected as a result. We can talk about the increase in number of data sources, the volume data is coming in, and these are all absolutely valid technical issues. 
Now, uh, in my career, one of the roles I played was I was the business solution owner. I was accountable for the business outcomes from what we were building, maintaining, delivering, which is a different mindset than I developed it, which is, you know, coder, consultant, or I am operating it. It was the entire end-to-end accountability. So what I would say is the biggest challenge is we actually don't know when the data quality is not good enough to meet the business expectations until it is too late. And much of the tools in the industry, much of the talk track in the industry has historically been about the technical aspects of working with data quality, as opposed to how to tie that to business outcomes, business risks, and how to empower the business users where they work instead of needing to rely on specialized applications, you know, how new, high, high performant they may be. So I think what we need to do is change the nature of the conversation and not think about data quality as a technical problem, but it is a business imperative to make sure we get the most out of the investments we are making all across the board. That's great. So what I got from that mainly is that data is distributed, disconnected, and unknown. And I want to talk a little bit more about what does that mean when you say data is unknown? Can you expand on that? So let's take a you know, traditional scenario that I want to look at how good is my customer data. And for customer 360 initiatives, which is key in digital transformation, you may end up wanting to implement a master data management solution, or you're implementing a data lake to bring all of your data in. So you look at uh, what are the different data sources. You may look at fill rates. You look at what percentage of the time a record is empty. You go through all of these technical analysis and they are all fine and valid. One of the things we don't know is what is the initiative we need to put in place and what may be at risk if we don't have the right data. One of the key messages that I think is important for the audience to take away is data quality cannot be measured in abstract. Data quality always needs to be measured against particular outcomes so we can look at whether it is fit for purpose or not. The amount of information I need to email someone for marketing purposes is their email address and whether they consented to be emailed. If I want to then take that email and turn it into an opportunity, well, I need to know who this email is associated with, what company this opportunity is associated with, if it's a B2B sale. I need to have a lot more detail. So depending on where we are in the life cycle, what is it that we are trying to achieve, we need to have business outcome specific measures to measure the delta. Does it make sense? It does. Mehmed, I, I think, so this is really critical, right? Because, uh, you know, as I listen to you, I'm thinking about, um, you know, some of the, let's say, marketing specific applications of this where, you know, we have multiple forms gathering data coming into a central, you know, uh, customer relations management tool. And we uh, oftentimes we assume that the data that's there is probably correct, but then we're not always entirely sure. And so I think it's a I think it's really important to highlight that to your point you don't know what's wrong until there's a, a very specific business initiative. And, and that's, that sounds very reactive, right? So what do you think gets in the way of trying to be more 
proactive about addressing some of these challenges? I want to answer that, but you said two uh, other things that I want to, you know, underline and emphasize. Because you mentioned even when you think your data is good, then you bring in other data sets. In the case of marketing, you may bring in new leads. So the environment is never, ever stable. Configurations may change. There may be new data sets. Expectations may evolve. So one of the things we need to be cognizant of is data is fluid. So there's a need to have a data quality monitoring capability that is focusing on the business outcomes and to be able to detect change when data quality measures, however they are defined with business rules, are actually degrading or perhaps improving because you want to find those out as well. Um, one of my you know, now good friends, past colleague, past customer, you know, William Dressler would often say, you can't improve what you don't understand. I'm sorry, you, don't, you can't improve what you don't measure and you can't protect what you don't understand. So if you never measure your data quality, you're not going to know if it is good enough or not and how to improve it. And if you don't understand what your business needs are, you're not going to be able to ensure your data quality is fit for purpose. Now, these all sound either vague or complicated to someone that might not have spent it there, you know, many years working with data. And I think it's actually one of the big challenges in our industry to answer your question. Even if you're a truly seasoned CRM admin, if you haven't dealt with data quality problems in different organizations, working with different functions, sales, service, marketing, legal, you often don't know where to start. Or you hear one set of pre prescriptive solutions often coming from a technology company. I realize we're a technology company ourselves. And the solution seems to be about the hammer, about the screwdriver, about the drill, as opposed to you know, a cooking analogy may be better, I guess. It's not about the spatula or the pan, but it's about the meal. So how do we figure out what we need to do? And uh, most importantly, where to start? That's great. And I think if we want to just zone in on data quality and CRM, are there additional gaps that you're seeing than what you just mentioned? Or would you say it applies kind of to both? So if we think about Salesforce CRM specifically, and you know, in 2005, that used to be a Salesforce automation application. It wasn't sales and service and so many other things. Even then, there were complexities because you may have multiple sales teams talking to the same customer. And then you started having multiple sales teams talking to the same customer where there may need to be firewalls between inside and outside sales. So you needed to know what needed to be separate but consistent or what needed to be separate even if there were gaps. And then when you brought in customer service capabilities, in the case of Salesforce Service Cloud, well, a service agent needs to know what a customer has, no matter who sold it, right? They need to have that continuity. They need to have that identity. Then for communication, you bring in privacy regulations. You bring in GDPR. You bring in CCPA. What you can communicate to a customer about also needs to be regulated. And if you don't have the permission, the safe way to go would be to not do certain things unless it was essential and valid business purpose. The amount of solutions that got built on the common data model because Salesforce CRM is so flexible and so powerful increased so rapidly that especially established customers 
often don't know where they have data quality management rule gaps or where they have data quality content gaps that is impacting their current or brand new initiatives. Uh, let's take one of the three hot topics people have been talking about in the last year or so. Um, we can talk about automation, we can talk about analytics, we can talk about AI. Each of these projects is going to need to rely on certain amount of information in the system. If the only focus is on creating the code to produce the outcome and never look at whether we had the underlying data to begin with, the code may be great, you may be on time, on budget, but you're not going to generate the desired business value. And one of the most important things I think we need to figure out, especially before starting off new projects, is to assess, do we have the needed data? Or do we also need to include in our scope the need to improve the data quality so our business initiative is going to be as impactful as we desire? That's great. Mehmet, I think what I hear as a, as a theme over and over is that there is there are obviously a lot of unknowns and that's always scary but also i think it's 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 really hard when you don't know what it is that you don't know to find a place to start right and so it's not that there isn't a desire or need to address data quality of course there is it's just that i think people tend to get or organizations rather tend to get uh, quite overwhelmed, to, to say the least, right? Not knowing precisely where to start and how to do it effectively. So with that said, I think we should start talking about uh, the, the big news here, right? So we are super excited about a new product line called the Kineform for CRM. And what I'd like for you to do, Mehmet, is just give us a, a, an overview of what Kineform for CRM is and uh, how this is different than the traditional Kineform uh, uh, platform that we've created in the past. I'm glad to. So Kineform for CRM is an app exchange application, Salesforce app exchange, that any Salesforce CRM customer on Enterprise Edition and above can go to the app exchange, find it, install it in their org, so they can use it to assess their data quality high data quality risks to business KPIs, business impact, in order to have effective conversations with stakeholders on where there may be risks and where there may be other issues as well. So they can tackle it in business priority order and they can build a level of data quality monitoring uh, so they can look at you know, changes over time. Uh, for example, if someone did a bulk upload or other type of projects. How it is different than the existing solutions and the reason we thought it was important is Salesforce CRM customers either need to know a lot of different skills and techniques that is spread across the ecosystem to understand what their data quality is rather than being able to have it unified or rely on external applications where data needs to be moved out of Salesforce CRM, be analyzed by oftentimes great technologies outside of the platform, but then the people that know most about the correctness, for example, or relevance of data quality are business users that are not in IT, that are not working with those tools. And they are typically wanting to see where there's a problem in Salesforce CRM where they spent most of their time. 
So we believe one of the key advantages and benefits is going to be to be able to analyze data where admins work, where users work. So the data quality can be put in the context of business outcomes uh, by avoiding the need to move data out to be able to analyze it. People can look at current data as opposed to a day, a month, six month old copy, which does happen quite often, believe it or not. And that also means they should be able to get security approvals a lot faster because Salesforce reviews and approves applications listed on App Exchange to make sure that there are no security holes. We are uh, under vigorous testing to do this in addition to our, you know, ISO 9002 and SAC compliance. Uh, and by the way, the nice thing about this is the admin edition is also going to be always free because people really should not have to spend their time finding out if they can get an extra data quality assessment budget to find out if their data was good to begin with or not. So those are just some of the differences of what we are doing. In terms of the key differences from the cuneiform platform, you know, and that was one of the main reasons I was attracted to PeerNova when I was driving data strategy initiatives at Salesforce. In my mind, PeerNova as a company looks at data quality differently than any other technology vendor. The focus has been on business data quality, business event transactions, as opposed to data in one application, one table, one file, one object. And while Cuneiform focused on the broader enterprise need, it does have a deployment cycle. It does have a you know, longer runway, for example, and this is for customers that have decided to tackle the greater scope for the enterprise with multiple systems. There are 150,000 Salesforce CRM orgs out there. Somewhere in the realm of 20,000 of them are for enterprise use cases. And many of those have sales, service, customer experience portals. They have compliance needs. And if you can't tackle data quality within the application, comparing the unknown data quality in that one application to unknown data quality in the other applications is going to be significantly steeper. So what we are doing is we created a parallel effort for Cuneiform for CRM. So Salesforce customers as our first target can improve their data quality in the CRM application. And when they are ready to scale from the CRM application to multiple data sources, this is where the Cuneiform uh, platform is going to come into place to help with data reconciliation across multiple data sources. So throughout this conversation, I've heard you talk about data being fit for business purpose. And I'm wondering if you can elaborate on what this means and provide a few examples for our listeners. So in marketing, and sometimes repetition is good for examples, there are a number of things we always want to be able to do, and then you can help support the example also. You know, you want to generate leads. You want to contact the leads so we can engage with them. Well, for lead engagement, we need to make sure that we have information on how to best contact them and whether we have permission to contact them for that particular purpose. Maybe they want to learn about the latest podcast but they don't want to receive updates about uh, product release updates, or they may not want to receive the uh, marketing messages for one product line versus the other product line. So fit for purpose assessment for lead engagement there is, do we capture 
the necessary amount of information to engage leads about the things they are interested in in a compliant way. Now, we are a B2B company. We sell to businesses, so we have a lead conversion process. In order to do lead conversion, you know, I'm jumping over the lead nurturing part because lead nurturing may require certain amounts of data also. To the lead conversion, we need to know who the company is. We may need to know where the company is located. So to convert a lead, the amount of information we need is different. The priority and impact of that information is different. Once we convert the lead to an opportunity, early in this stage, what you need to know is, you know, who's the opportunity for, what is the rough amount, what is it for, but you, know, you may not know the exact mix of products, offerings, etc. But if you want to know, you know, if we are talking to, you know, Chris, our CFO, and he wants to know how many leads, um, how many opportunities we have high confidence in will close, well, how do we know what is the opportunity readiness to close based on the data we are tracking across our global sales teams? These are all distinct business that needs to be associated uh, to different outcomes so we can make sure that most impactful items are being tackled first. Yeah. And so, you know, to summarize, thank you for that, Mehmet. To summarize, fit for purpose is really fit for a business initiative purpose, right? So if you want to make sure that, uh, you know, through an, an initiative, do you have all the, the, the necessary pieces? That's what we're really talking about here to make sure that, for example, information is timely, accurate, you know, whatever the, the qualifier might be there. But it's, it's really important, and I appreciate you highlighting that earlier, that as a company, Piernova is not focused on just fixing data errors. We're looking at data from a business perspective, and I think that is essentially what, what makes our point of view quite different than uh, what exists in the market today. So, Mehmet, tell us about the admin edition of Kineoform for CRM, and since you're using terminology edition, tell us why that is, and, uh, and let's get a little bit more deep into the actual offering. Uh, I love the trust in multi-part questions. I will remember them, especially <laughs> given how verbose I am. Um, so admin edition of Cuneiform for CRM is available now on Salesforce App Exchange. And again, we decided it had to be free. It is 100% built on the Salesforce platform. Its goal is to empower CRM admins to assess and know where they have data quality challenges so they can have impactful conversations with their stakeholders on what needs to take place. And from a business perspective, honestly, I believe that if we can empower the admins so they can be more efficient and effective in driving business values and being appreciated for the business outcomes they are driving, if we look at other additions of our product and portfolio, we are going to have a much closer relationship on what else we can do in this broader ecosystem. Now, a, a limitation of Salesforce, a Cuneiform for CRM admin edition is it only focuses on the CRM data. Salesforce portfolio has other data sources. Data Cloud is one of the big initiatives. As we talk to our advisory forum members, we get feedback on advanced analytics they would like to see incorporated into this. So we are in the process right now of identifying what else would add value for different personas in different areas. 
And I look forward to coming back on the podcast and sharing what will be our next edition we are launching with many other topics in between, I am sure. But for now, now that we are focusing on tackling the needs across the Salesforce ecosystem and enterprise still, simplifying and accelerating value focused on business outcomes. I was just going to say, I will put a good word in for you with Sonia. (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) well we are so excited and i know that every listener is also really excited to fix their data quality so why don't you tell us say they're interested how can they get started with cuneiform for crm if someone is interested listening to this podcast they are going to be in one of two camps either they are a salesforce customer or they are a microsoft customer or they use a different crm in the first case um If you happen to be a business data steward or the administrator of your Salesforce org, you can find out about us on App Exchange, search for Cuneiform for CRM or search for data quality. Our solution should pop up because it is an always free product. It is not a trial basis. You can install it in your sandbox. You can evaluate the features. In fact, your sandbox, because it contains real data, is going to be the fastest way to see how many different data quality challenges you may have to then decide when you should roll it out for production use. And if you have questions, you you can always reach out to us. We are focused on customer success. If you're in the other category, you're a Microsoft customer, you use a different CRM. Um, Sorry, we don't have a solution for you yet in that specific app store, but it is something we are actively thinking about and still happy to talk about what are your key challenges as a data person who happens to be a product manager. I always look for common patterns and we want to increase the impact. And of course, our cuneiform application is perfectly capable of bringing in reconciled data from multiple data sources as well. So we can see if our solution is fit for your business purpose based on your need. Wonderful. And I and I really appreciate that tease there that uh, Microsoft customers better sit up in their chairs, right? <laughs> but Med, I can't thank you enough. I think this was uh, a, a very, very informative uh, chat with you. I, I, I just, you know, I think in summary, it's really important to highlight that uh, fit for purpose, especially a business purpose, is such a critical thing these days. And nobody should be caught uh, unprepared, if that makes sense, right? And so I think what we've really, what we've done with the Keynewform CRM tool that makes it very special is that, first of all, it's available right now on the Salesforce App Exchange. It's free to use. And I think what even better than the first two is that it allows you to start right now, right? And so it, it kind of takes, takes that paralysis away from not knowing where to start to address data quality issues. So with that said, I'll turn it over to Sonia, but thank you again for your time. You know, I'll actually add one more thing because I think this may be relevant. Uh, so I spent 25 years working with data challenges. Uh, my colleague, Abraham Lloyd, whom if you're a Salesforce customer, you know him from the B2C solution architect content days. He spent a significant amount of time. We know that it's not about the tools, it's about the recipes when you're building something, when you're cooking something. So one of the things we are also going to make available and keep increasing over time is, how do you use Cuneiform for CRM to tackle different functional problems, to tackle different technical problems? We'll have recommendations on 
what should you do if you're doing data migration or merge, block data upload, setting up a new validation rule, or what do you do for lead conversion or opportunity conversion, contract readiness assessment. It is incredibly important, I think, for us to be good stewards and be mindful on business needs. And this also means we want to call out anyone that has good ideas or key challenges that we can brainstorm together, especially in these early days of the launch, so we can maximize our business impact for each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Sonia? Awesome. Thank you, Mehmet. Thank you. So we're going to go ahead and put the App Exchange link in the podcast description. And don't forget, if you're at Connections, please come see us at Booth 211. We'd love to meet you. And as always, thank you for listening to Digital Switch. You can find us, subscribe to us, and share us on digitalswitch.show, YouTube, or your favorite podcast streaming service. You can also stay up to date on podcast episodes, blog posts, videos, and all things Piernova at purenova.com and at Piernova Inc. on Twitter. So thanks for listening again and have a great week, everyone.